This is the Activate Podcast with Pastor Christian Newsom. In this week's podcast, I think the word I would say to people who are feeling sidelined or washed up or just kind of disqualified is, is um, if you're not dead, then God's not done with you. Um, that um, God has a plan for your life and he wants to use you and he wants to use what's happening in you to be an encouragement to others. Well, welcome everyone. Thank you for uh, tuning in to the Activate Podcast with uh, Pastor Christian Newsom, uh, a ministry resource of Journey Church International. My name is Ryan and I'm the Connections Pastor here at Journey. We've actually got um, Pastor Mike with us. He was hosting me a couple weeks ago and uh, he, of course, is our family pastor. And he got to uh, finish up this series we've called One Another. And uh, he's got the final message in this three-part series that we really hope has uh, brought some encouragement to our church. We uh, uh, realized how important it was to have great spiritual community in this season, so hopefully you are getting uh, the reality of Scripture that this is so important. Uh, Jesus talks so much about it. Paul talks so much about it. Uh, nearly 100 verses in the New Testament about this very thing, so... Um, Pastor Mike, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, it's always fun to have you on. Thanks, bud. Yeah, well, Pastor Mike, you introduced your message talking about how this time has been discouraging for many people. Talk more about why we are seeing so many people going through their days so uh, discouraged. Well, Ryan, I think the first reason why is, quite frankly, we've never done this before. You know, it feels a little bit like we've all been put in kind of a... Uh, an American, a worldwide timeout, <laughs> you know, like we've been grounded from our normal lives and, uh, and, uh, we didn't really do anything to bring it on though. We just kind of been living our lives and this coronavirus hits and everybody kind of has to go to their corners. And I think that's, that's part of the source of the discouragement really is that we didn't do anything to kind of deserve this, but here we are. And with that comes the emotional fatigue that I talked about in the message and uh, the mental frustration also that I also uh, talked to. I have a friend who is one of our youth volunteers and uh, in our middle school ministry. And I asked him, I, I ran into him a couple of weeks ago and I said, Hey man, you haven't been on any of our Zoom calls and I've noticed you haven't been, um, on our, in our small groups. And I, I said, you know, what's up? You okay? And he said, you know what, Mike, really, I'm not okay. Um, I, every time I see people, that I love so much on a, on a Zoom call or just kind of across the way. It, it makes my heart so sad that I feel worse after being on a call than I did before. So oh. I just have decided not to do it. Now I'm not advocating that as the right way to do this right. at all, but that just gives an example of how discouraged some people are. And the reason why is because we've never done this before and it's created this huge emotional fatigue for people um, where it's just been so hard for so long and mental frustration where it's just life has gotten so much more complex um, because we've had to do things so differently that it it's just been hard for some people and that leads to discouragement. It has, and we've all had our own bouts of discouragement. Uh, it may be for a day, it may be for a week. Some have really battled, uh, and that's why this message uh, really is so important. And Mike, I know I know this about uh, about you. You get energy from being around people. I'm, I'm very much the same way. Uh, this has been a season where access to people, other than those right in your own family, has been super limited. Uh, as an extrovert who, by your own admission, has has not been okay the last couple of months, how how have you gotten through this time emotionally and mentally? 
not well. <laughs> That's if I'm being truly honest, it has been hard for me. I miss people. When we kind of came back to work here at Journey, it was like I felt like I'd just gotten a Monopoly get out of jail free card. Not that I don't love my family and my wife and kids, but it it's been really hard, but I've tried to leverage it. I've tried to make the most of what has been a difficult time. Um, we've, uh, as you know, created our student impact online services. And so I've gotten to, and we had Zoom groups with our students and I have a weekly Zoom call with my leaders and I check in with a, a group of people that I'm shepherding um, every week and um, just trying to do my best, you know. Uh, I've been reading a lot. Um, one of the things I thought about early on in this time was um, in Deuteronomy 6, what we call the Shema, where, um, you know, the hero of Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and strength. And he says in that passage, um, talk about these things. And one of the places he says to talk about these things is when you sit around the house. And I thought, you know what, Lord, maybe this is just a time out so I can sit around the house so I can talk about these things with the people that mean the most to me, and that's my wife and my children. And so we've, you know, lingered at the table. The joke around the, that we usually eat about six or six fifteen, and uh, the joke I usually say is, "Oh, look, everybody, it's six thirty. What are we going to do tonight when we finish <laughs> eating?" And uh, that kind of thing. And so just tried to take the most, make the most of it by sitting around the house and having significant conversations daily with my wife and kids, and um, doing my best to shepherd people as best as I can um, as a pastor um, as well. So that's kind of how I've tried to mentally hang in there. No, and and we know that there are many perhaps listening who their home situation isn't quite like that, Yeah, right? Which is another reason we want people to reach out for spiritual community. They don't have a great home life. They are not eating dinner together. They might be in an abusive situation or just a lot of toxic things going on. Um, You talked in your message about sometimes people avoid spiritual community because of some of these challenges, and that's why we we hope they won't. We hope they'll find some emotional and spiritual strength by getting involved in um, in spiritual community. Kind of kind of a one off question. A um, mm-hmm. couple of questions here. You mentioned a quote from Ravi Zacharias in your message. Mm-hmm. Uh, so many people around the world were influenced by his ministry over the past forty years. Yeah. Our RZIM ministry so so great. How did and you touched on this a little bit in the message, but how did Ravi's ministry touch your life personally, and and what other authors over the past few years have impacted you the most? Oh, I love this question, Ryan, because I'm kind of a book nerd, and uh, even though I'm an extrovert, I love to read, I love to study, <clears throat> and uh, yeah, Ravi Zacharias's life and ministry um, impacted my life before I even knew who he was. Um, and that's because, um, when Ravi Zacharias, as I shared in the message, was a seminary student, he, um, supported himself by traveling around in the summers, speaking in churches, doing revivals and crusades and all those kinds of things. And, uh, just so happened that, um, uh, the denomination Christian Missionary Alliance that Ravi affiliated with um, is the denomination of the church that one of my wife um, at the time, she was a teenage kid, I didn't know her, um, but one of Wendy's friends was attending a CMA church. And uh, her friend Kendra invited her to um, a revival crusade at their church, and Wendy didn't know what that was, yeah. but um, she's social and all of that, so she went, and it was at that revival meeting that a seminary student with jet black hair at the time named Ravi Zacharias 
Jesus led my wife to Christ. She tells the story of um, when she was sitting in the in the pew as Ravi was sharing the gospel and she knew that he was going to call people to a decision. She just kind of sensed it in her heart because the Holy Spirit was speaking to her. She said, I could barely move and I could barely breathe because I knew that if I gave my heart to Jesus that I'd have to stop cussing in the locker room. <laughs> I'd have to start partying like I'd been partying, stop being disrespectful to my parents. Like she knew that there was going to be a call to giving her life to Christ even before she gave her life to Christ. But um, and, but when Ravi said, anyone who needs to receive Christ, come forward, she did. She came forward that day. And I remember like I met Wendy like six years or seven years, eight years later. Um, we were both missionaries out in California. And uh, I remember her telling me the story and uh, and I of her salvation. And, and she just kind of – I, I just offhand said, well, who was speaking at that crusade? Maybe I'll know who it was. Maybe it was some preacher. And she said, Ravi Zacharias. And I said, who? And she's like, chair. yeah, I fell out my chair and she didn't really understand who, like the impact that Ravi Zacharias was already having on the country, even as a young evangelist and apologist. And uh, I went into my bookshelf and I showed her a couple of books that he had written and blew her away. But yeah, so I, I love hearing people's stories. And, and I know you may have some more to share about mm-hmm. some books you're listening to, but I, I love it. I could sit and listen to everyone's testimony when they gave their life to Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a friend who's in ministry on the Kansas side, and we got talking one day, and it turned out that he stuck around at an event where there was a gospel presentation. I had left the night before. He stuck around. He got saved that day. We didn't know each other then, but he gave his life to Christ that day. Mm-hmm. It was a good four years later for me, uh, so he had a little jump start on it, but it was amazing when we. I said I was at that same event, wow. but I left and went back to school he stuck around, changed his life. So yeah, I love I love hearing yeah. these stories. What who else? Uh, what other authors have, oh, man. have impacted well, you? Just before I kind of move on to that, Ravi wrote a book. If I could recommend one book by Ravi Zacharias, there's so many. But I remember early in my journey in ministry, I wrote a book. I read a book by Ravi called "Can Man Live Without God?" And uh, he kind of talks about how. Um, how what a godless world would look like, what a world without God would be like. And he talked about how God is the, um, and Jesus, um, bring answers to things like hopelessness and despair. Um, truth, beauty, and goodness are found first in God. Mm-hmm. And he's the author of order and, uh, and all of those things. He's the author of love and forgiveness. Like, um, he gave a, he gave a kind of a case for, what life would be like without God and then what life is like with God. And I just remember reading that and it just completely transformed kind of how I viewed God, Jesus, and Christianity. Now, I was already a Christian, but it helped me to kind of put into a frame what it what what following God is like in a culture that doesn't. Yeah, if you're not familiar with his teaching, he has um, been on college campuses. Yeah. Yep. And as you said before the podcast, very lovingly. Yes. Um, debated yes. atheists and skeptics for yeah. years and always did so respectfully, yep. and I think that's why God used him in a powerful way. Peter says to do it with gentleness and respect, yes. and that's exactly what Ravi's done. Yeah. One of the kindest men um, in Christian leadership that there is yep. or was. And so, yeah, hats off to you, man. Well done, good and faithful servant. Mm-hmm. I love Eugene Peterson, Ryan, um, the guy who wrote the message. I've got all of his books pretty much. I'm halfway through a five-part series um he calls it his spiritual theology compendium a book right the book i'm reading about right now by peterson rereading is called the jesus way and it's just it's just 
talks about the ways that Jesus is the way, not just the way to heaven, but the way to everything. And uh, it's just so good. Um, if you're on the nerdier side, my favorite novel I ever read, I read actually last year with my two sons. Um, it was called The Brothers Karamazov by Fyodor Dostoevsky. It's a, he's a Russian author. It's a long book, but it's an incredible book about um, a group of brothers and one of them, uh, the father is murdered and um, this, and it's kind of a who done it but they're all different kind of come from different spiritual paths and backgrounds and it's just phenomenal and reading it with my boys well wow. we talked about god we talked about jesus we talked about faith we talked about um all kinds of things and it just opened all of our eyes to things um you know for fun i'm reading a book right now i read book two in a series written by a lady named uh, marilyn robinson i read a, a couple weeks ago i read a book by, of hers called gilead and then she followed it up with another book called home if you like to just read Fun books. That, that those are really fun books. I've, um, I actually tweeted a couple of I don't know about a month ago my top ten favorite Christian authors in their in the my favorite book by each of those. And uh, and you look on my Twitter, you can find that. But um, I have I've been. What's your handle, Nerd Herd, or what do you want? Mike <laughs> Evans eight two one. It's my birthday. <laughs> Thanks for nothing, Holt. <laughs> Nerd Herd. I had to throw that in there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next question. Yeah. I'll, hey, I. I am probably lost everyone in the audience. I am becoming more of a reader and I wish I, the way I'm wired, I'm so active. I do a lot of listening to books because I'm with you. I love learning new information. I tend to have narcolepsy and I fall asleep while I'm in like three pages in. So this guy can fall asleep on a dime. Yes, it's it, unbelievable. Yeah. I, I think I've talked about the naps that I'm able to take, but no, thank you because I love learning. Those are some great resources, um, and, I, and I hope many people will dive dive in and not only into the Word, but there's some great resources as well. So, uh, Mike, you talked about in your message about a conversation that took place a couple years ago between you and Pastor Christian, and how you how deeply encouraged uh, that made uh, a difference in your life. And can you talk about that, and maybe try to encourage folks out in your listening out in our listening audience who may be really feeling spiritually sidelined or washed up. Yeah, I'd, be, I'd love to. I'd be glad to, Ryan. Um, not to rehash what I shared in the message. You can hear hear the story in the message. I took um, a chunk of time to share it, but basically, I was um, I was uh, depressed is probably a good word to describe it. Uh, emotionally fatigued, mentally frustrated to the point where I stepped out of pastoral ministry. And the Lord, in His grace, provided a teaching job at Summit Christian Academy where I taught speech and debate. And a little bit of Bible, and uh, I knew more about the Bible than I did speech and debate. But we got through it, and uh, um, had a great experience at SCA, and, and loved being there. And God used that those two years to kind of bring some healing to my heart. Um, but then Christian and I, um, Christian challenged me to join the staff here at Journey. It's been a great run, kind of when I caught my spiritual breath. And I think the word I would say to people who are feeling sidelined or washed up or just kind of disqualified is, is, um, if you're not dead, then God's not done with you. Um, that, um, God has a plan for your life. Um, and, and he wants to use you and he wants to use what's happening in you to be an encouragement to others. Yeah. Um, I think of the passage in second Corinthians chapter one that where, um, Paul writes about praising the God of all comfort who comforts us in our, uh, in our tribulation, in our trials so that we can give comfort to those 
who need it. And uh, that's what God does. I mean, you think about the best minister to someone who struggles with alcoholism is someone who's actually struggled with it themselves. Yeah. Someone who's um, our divorce care ministry, I think about our leaders of divorce care um, have been through divorce themselves. And so they understand it. You know, I, I think about people who um, in ministry feel spiritually sidelined and are kind of back in the game. I have a heart for guys, uh, for folks in ministry who feel spiritually disqualified and sidelined because I've, I know what that feels like. I know what that experience is. And if you're not dead, then God's not done with you. Romans 8, 28 applies to you too. God will work all things together for good to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Amen. And sometimes we don't understand why things happen. Sometimes we didn't do anything to make things happen. That happened. But but what God wants us to have is a heart that's open that says, God, whatever comes through my life, I know came through your hands first. So help me to trust you with it. Well, I would say I've I've seen that rejuvenation in your heart. I, I knew you as an attender of our church, and I think I mentioned there was yeah. times I'm like, I was kind of a knucklehead. That's those a mean, grumpy years. dude, you know. But <laughs> yeah. obviously, I didn't know you all that was you were dealing with, and uh, I'm thankful uh, yeah. for how encouragement spiritual community has. Uh, giving you new life, yep. um, new purpose, and I'm really glad that you're on our staff and you've you've made us better, and it's been great. So, um, and Thanks, you know, if you're yeah, if you're if you're listening, and maybe that's your story, maybe not you were in full time ministry, yeah. but if you have sidelined yourself, yeah, I'd love or, to talk to you, man. Yeah. We'd love to talk to you. Yes, absolutely. Be an to you. We would love to be an encouragement. You can email us at activate at takethejourney.cc. We'd love to, you know, see about helping you. Uh, get back into serving and uh, find some real encouragement and purpose. A um, couple more questions, Pastor Mike. Talk, talk about the link that the author of Hebrews makes in 3.13 about how encouragement and a sinful heart can't coexist. What What did you mean by that statement? How can those things keep you from spiritual community? Yeah, um, as I was, you know, I kind of went through like, like I'm sure you did, Ryan, when you prepared the love one another message, when I prepared, when I kind of sensed that God wanted me to um, share a message on encouragement, I went through all the encourage one another passages and, and kind of picked a few that I thought really fit what I believe the Lord wanted me to say. And I got to Hebrews 3.13 about where it says, encourage one another daily as long as it's called today so that you will not be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. And, and, uh, I kind of struggled with the verse, honestly. I, I sensed that the Lord wanted me to say something about it, but I didn't, I, I kind of struggled with the link. That's where I wrote that YBH there. Yes, but how? How does, how does, um, uh, how does encouraging people keep you from having a hard heart? And then I kind of had an aha moment, like a duh kind of moment. And it was the Holy Spirit just kind of whispered to my heart. When, Mike, in your life, have you been encouraging someone else and like been sinning at the same time? Like, that's impossible. I can't be sitting here talking to you, Ryan, and talk about what a great friend you are and, and what a great brother you are and all those kind of, and at the same time, in the recesses of my mind, be sinning. That's, that's, that's not how it works. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I mean. I think the more we have an others first mentality where we, we seek to encourage people and bless people, the more we do the right things, the less appeal the wrong things have. Yeah. You know, it's, it's why I don't like focusing. I don't, when I counsel, I don't focus a lot on sin. I focus a lot on God and Jesus and his word and, and his plan and get people focused on that. And if I can get young people or grownups alike to focus on those things, the appeal of the world kind of, the, the world kind of loses its appeal a little yeah, bit. Yeah. You know? and, and I love how in the message you connected some folks are not in spiritual community. Yeah. Kind of like we've said, they feel disqualified. They feel like mm-hmm. they can't. 
and um, and that's not true. No, it's not true at all. If you and if you're believing that 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 you're disqualified from spiritual community because um, you don't feel worthy of it or you feel like the sin prevents you from it, can I just say get involved in spiritual community and let God use the body to help bring healing to your heart and your life. If you're if you're a divorced person or you're a grief person or you're a person who struggles with addiction or you're in financial dire straits or something else you've got another issue like like the ones i mentioned get involved in one of our care ministries and let the it's one thing to read a it's one thing to read a dave ramsey book or a henry cloud book or a you know a book on healing from divorce it's another thing to go through that with a group of people who understand you yes. and understand what you've been through some of so. the people at our church who've been through those are some of the greatest friends absolutely now and the greatest encouragement now some of them are leading together yeah which is great. Mm-hmm. Let's wrap up our, our discussion uh, by talking to those who make up the spiritual community in our lives, the coaches, parents, businessmen, women, all the people out in our audience about the power they have to encourage others with their words and their lives. Um, you know, Ryan, I think, um, I think the, the ability that and the privilege that we have and the opportunity that we have as Christians to bring um, to bring life to people is something that we underestimate. I think we, um, and I think one of the things that we need to think about doing more often is when we open our Bible in the morning and pray, to, to pray a prayer similar to this, God, open my eyes to the people around me and the, and the needs that they have and help me to know how to encourage people. Help me to, Holy Spirit, teach me and show me how to be a blessing to people today. And then to have your Holy Spirit, I call it my Holy Spirit antenna. Have your antenna up looking for ways to be a blessing to others. You know, and if you're a coach, like I said in the message, if you're a coach, that means, you know, obviously you have to correct your players or correct your team. That's part of the gig. That's part of the deal. Um, I get corrected in my role. That's just part of it. Um, but to do it in a way that brings life and builds others up and same applies in business and, and in family and in life. Look for ways to be life giving to others um, and start by asking God's spirit to show you and then just be intentional and do it. I know sometimes, especially if you're not, don't have a ton of experience at that or haven't done a lot of it, it kind of make, maybe feel weird to go, hey man, I just want you to know that you've been a real encouragement to me and here's why. And if that's hard for you, that's okay. Just try it. Just do it. They may look at you like you're from another planet, but I guarantee you they won't forget it. Yeah, and if you're listening, think of the encouragement you've got. Um, hopefully you have received some, but if you have, you remember it. Mm-hmm. And the question is, do you want more? Right. Of, of course you of do. Course so, you And so does everyone yeah. else around you. They yeah. they would love to have every day of their life someone pour something yeah. in. So mm-hmm. um, be someone who's doing that. Um, there's a reason that uh, Jesus and Paul... Peter and others gave us these one another's because they knew how important that was. They knew life was hard, right? They knew it was going to be difficult. They, they knew there'd be times you may want to give up, like Pastor Christian's last message, that you might want to give up. Um, they knew we needed each other for encouragement. So, yeah. so, so powerful. Thank you again for your message, Pastor Mike, your vulnerability, um, right? You went through a real challenge. Mm-hmm. Your heart was out there. I'm serving with all my heart, Lord, and, and, and a door was closed. Mm-hmm. And then wonder why. And then to see God restore you and strengthen you and now use you in another great work, uh, it's really a blessing to see how God's done that and the encouraging people around you that have that have helped you. And I'm sure your wife has been a tremendous encouragement as well. Yeah. Wendy's the best. Yeah. So 
Again, thanks for uh, being on the podcast again. Thanks for uh, sharing on the message this week. Um, Thank you for listening today. Uh, As always, from around the world in our community, be sure to tune in this Sunday. We're going to be actually live June 7. Um, So we uh, are looking forward to seeing you either at our main campus or at Summit Christian Academy, uh, 8, 9.30, and 11. Uh, you can also, if um, you know, if you don't feel comfortable at this time, you can certainly still tune in on Facebook Live, YouTube, JCI app, TakeTheJourney.cc. We'd love to hear uh, from you either chatting online or you can send us an email at activate at TakeTheJourney.cc. Love to know what God's doing in your heart. Or if you've got a question, maybe we can answer on the podcast. We'd love to do that as well from time to time. But we look forward to catching you next time on the Activate Podcast where we challenge you to build a faith that is active. Thank you for listening to Activate with Pastor Christian Newsom, a podcast of Journey Church International. If you are ever in the Kansas City area, we would love for you to join us for one of our Sunday worship experiences. You can find out more information about JCI on our website at takethejourney.cc. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please show your support by subscribing, rating, and reviewing on iTunes or Google Play. We would love for you to help us get the word out about this resource. Don't forget to share this episode with all your friends on social media. Thanks again for listening, and we will catch you next time on the Activate Podcast.